0: This is part two of a two-part episode with Nibal Mesut. Please listen to part one, also published today.
1: Okay, so I I mentioned the, like, debatable zone of, like, there are arguments like, oh, this particular, if someone is really doing the work, then we should have them on the thing for their work, blah, blah, blah. But I've never, I don't know, I'm just often also not impressed by the work of a lot of the people who get these white spots on diversity panels, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You've, I you've mentioned,
0: really... oh, sorry. Nadia's mentioned, like, oh, when I've been at these events, sometimes people who raise their hand and ask questions. I'm like, I want like, that person, want on, that the person, the person like, on the so panel. Instead. Yeah. Like, they seem so much more
1: invested in the topic than this panel dude. Yeah. like, Can we swap them? Yeah. Can we, like, can vote we, like, people vote? in and out?
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I'll be honest, I I I don't know. Of two of them contributed to a list, and that's all I know about what they've done. Oh, uh, I oh, mean, do they could to... they could have done more, but I to... I don't I haven't seen anything.
0: <laughs> do you want to elaborate on the list on here? Only few. yeah, to...
2: um, yeah, I can. So uh, there, so the Institute of Composer Diversity started off. Um, Basically, compiling a list of um, women composers, and after like a month, they compiled one for people of color, um, and they have won several diversity awards. Um, also, the leader of that is a white man, um, and I, I. It was interesting. I. I it was interesting watching um, a lot of the people who were involved. Um, in that project, a lot of the white people who were involved gained a lot of fame and notoriety and diversity awards and um, all of that stuff. Um, and I just remember, uh, you know, a situation where I was actually in a Facebook group, uh, this advisory Facebook group, that was almost that was mostly white um, for that list originally. And I left after someone, and the, the, uh, this person was also on the panel. Uh, someone basically uh, said uh, that I, when I, I tried to explain implicit bias to her, and she said that I was projecting my own racism that she doesn't have. What? So, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. She said I. She said something along the lines of like, "You may have grown up in an environment where you were taught like anti-blackness and racism, but I was." But I was raised to treat everyone equally.
0: <laughs> you know? oh,
2: my God. <laughs> I was like, ma'am. <laughs>
0: um, what a trip. Yeah, what that- a trip. Um, oh, can I, read another, mm-hmm. can I read another comment from that thread that is such a trip to me, by the way? Yeah, go ahead. So someone was like referring to white people as Caucasian, and then someone was like, yeah, can you not misuse the word Caucasian? And then someone was like, I suppose the term white is preferable, but I don't care for it either. I identify as a musician. Whenever I'm asked for for my race, I put musician. Whenever I am asked for my gender, I put musician. Whenever I'm asked for my religion, I put musician. I honestly don't care who ridicules me for this. It's how I choose to identify. Twitter and Instagram allow me to do this. I just had to
1: throw that in. <laughs> okay, first of all, this person might, like, need some work-life balance. And they have yeah. no other with daddy. <laughs> Also, right. have they, maybe, like, maybe, like, this up
0: with the census? <laughs> like, I feel unrepresented. Yeah, like, we we're just
1: trying to get, like, a Mina category. Yeah. But this person probably got, like, musician on there as a race already. <laughs> <I'm pretty sure. laughs> um,
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I. Beautiful. Absolutely astounding. Yeah. Um, I mean, like
2: there is one like point I want to add is that mm -hmm. I can see how these people can feel very defensive about the work they did because creating that database did take a lot of hard work. And I will be honest. I actually got um, like an opportunity here and there because of that list. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, But it's also like, you all couldn't use that list you created to find someone more qualified than you to be on that
0: panel. Yeah, the uh, irony. Like you went, you put all this work into creating a list.
1: So that's how that about you like, know people? Yeah, right? yeah. You can't say there's right. no one else that's going be used. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But I think yeah, it's also like important totally. to remember that like, um, you know, we have to remember perspective. Like, if you're really trying to support, if you're supporting anti-racism stuff you know um just giving just Mm -hmm. like letting people know that people of color exist isn't really sufficient like people know that women exist (laughs) isn't like it's like like um yeah yeah um yeah Yeah.
1: and i I feel like a start like right like you you know like for instance it could be a start for putting together that panel right
0: yeah (laughs)
2: right but it's You know, to me, it's very clear that many of the people in power are unwilling to give their positions and um, away uh, and their power to people. So you can present them a list, you can present them that list, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to do anything about it. Um, You know, when you have when you have a situation where absolutely everyone in a space is all white, that's not accidental, that's deliberate. You these people are deliberately sure. using, you know, may, maybe there's implicit bias in there somewhere, but they, you know, they are making a choice not to see people of color,
0: yeah, not no. to, to
2: reach out to people of color. Uh, any anyone who knows, anyone who feels like um, you, you know, who says I want to increase diversity uh, efforts, you, it's easy to find women and people of color in this world um
1: yeah i think maybe what the lists do offer besides like maybe genuinely directing people to other people they could be um hiring it makes it clear what's deliberate because it takes away the excuse of like there's no one out there or i don't know anyone Mm -hmm. or it's oh there's no one in the field like that i'm just this just reflects who's in the field so having yeah. that list there that says, nope, here's a bunch of people that are entirely qualified and in this area, and if you're not hiring them, that's you, it at yeah. least like illuminates those intentions, right? Like Right. And but, that is
2: where I will but, say they're doing good work. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit that. Um, but at the same time, uh, progress, I'm not going to say it's making progress because um, the, the, these people, uh, because there aren't really people giving up their own power and access to color. Yeah. So, um, and we need more people to fight and push these people to
0: relinquish
2: their power. So there, there needs, there needs to be, um,
0: yeah.
2: further, uh, yeah, there, there needs to be further coalition building there. Need, you know, we need, we need to band together, um, to really yeah. fight this,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Um, so yeah, there there are definitely like people doing good work in that, but it's also um, the fact that they're maintaining and use that to gain power. To me, uh, mm-hmm. is inappropriate.
1: Yeah, I think it's like if you're not willing to like put yourself on the line or give up anything for yourself, it's it brings into question how invested are you really in this goal?
2: Right, for sure.
1: I've also encountered, I guess, just one more point about white people on panels about diversity. Another thing I have had experience with in terms of, like, especially moderating or curating panels is that sometimes people are not aware or either, let's, let's say not, either don't care or, like, at least are not aware of how much space they take up on panels. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Like, for instance, there was, I won't get too specific, but um, it was a panel related to race and there was a white person who was there and had been recommended by like people we legit trusted due to her work calling out racism and dance criticism and her work was really valid and legitimate as an academic and as a writer but as a panelist the way she took up space in relation to the other people of color on that panel was just so against the point and it wasn't even the content of what she was saying it was that she couldn't understand that how she was operating socially in that setting was furthering everything we were trying to go against you know yeah
2: and you know i'm also saying this like i I didn't go to these panels i wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot ball um like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just kind of looked at it once, shrieked, and then like, closed it. Yeah. Um, but part of why I got into it was because I uh, went, after the first panel, I tagged um, all of these people on Twitter and made a modest pro- modest request and proposal that they step down and insist that a person of color replace their spot. Um, and I, I found it very, very interesting how... Um, I was completely ignored, but another white man um, who like shared that point ended up getting a lot of abuse, um, and like you know, part of me was like, yeah, okay, that's <laughs> this is this is the ideal, um, <laughs> was like uh, for like like this is what allyship is, um, and I'm I'm here for that. I mean, obviously, like that poor soul, but like. <laughs>
1: but you're also like, like um, why I'm, is no I'm glad one talking to me <laughs> yeah why yeah. did no one notice that you I don't know right. or... yeah That's
2: yeah uh, and I mean I think like it's, it's like I have a feeling a lot of these folks like like aren't willing to even talk to me like it, it feels like there's that kind of level of disrespect um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong uh, but I, you know I have I have mentioned that, like, hey, um, I was the one who made the special call, yeah. um, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me that someone else is like getting the front of like a lot of anger. Um, and it's also like I know that I can take that kind of stuff. Um,
0: yeah.
2: I, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, it's really when, when it gets to extremes, like like Nazis, death threats, and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. kind of just laugh. Um, because I'm also looking at their forums. I'm looking online. Um, I'm kind of, I'm tracing them, trying to, s- uh, you know, see how legitimate they are. And usually they can't even figure out what my race is.
0: <laughs>
2: like, um, and I say I talk you, about you, middle, you You're pretty, you're
1: pretty explicit <laughs> about that in your writing. I don't think it would right? take I don't think it's long. A mystery.
2: There was one Nazi forum that assumed I was black. I was, and I was nervous yeah. And I was getting like anti-black slurs. And I was like really confused.
1: <laughs> Whoa, that's wow. terrible, but also very confusing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right? It's just weird. Like this, like, so that's my context But I was like, okay, you're clearly so dumb. Like, like he read the that. article
1: enough to get upset about it, but not to like pick up basic <laughs> <To actually> personally <laughs> identifying facts right? that were pretty clearly yeah, I mean, stated it in it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, there was yeah, and there was another um, there was another one that like had a picture of one of my friends who um, doesn't look like me at all next to Elizabeth Warren, and they said and they said it was like of course this of course this like person was like it's, it's like voting for Elizabeth Warren and all of that these liberals and so like.
0: What? Um, <laughs> I was like,
2: okay. um, that's not that's Love not me. me.
0: I don't know. how do you? God How, how do you like just? And yeah, so I mean, I looked with like, all of this. Right? Shit, like, God. Um... I mean, I kind of went out of my
2: day because I knew it was like, okay, if these people can't, like, there's no way they're gonna get my address or anything.
0: Um. <laughs>
1: Oh my god yeah they can't get your ethnicity or your yeah. picture <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't like be too worried about
0: other identifying details <laughs> they don't yeah. seem very good at that um right we, okay we do have a few more points i want to make sure we touch hmm. on this might be a two-parter episode by the way because like this is this there's a lot. lot yeah there's a lot here i like I feel like this could. I don't know. Just, <laughs> God. Okay. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, do we want to talk about like what else has happened this past year um, since you wrote those articles? Like anything else that you want to mention?
2: I mean, so you know, I mentioned the, like more about coalition building with people of color. Mm -hmm. um but also there there were several i I go back and forth on saying whether or not i believe in allies um but i'm sort of at this point right now where i kind of don't bother using that word or talking about it because um a lot of the people who are like a lot of the people who like are showing up and doing the work recognize like they're not doing it for the title of an ally
1: Um, they don't bring it up as much at least you know exactly Yeah.
2: yeah um but there have definitely been several people who like st- stood up, um, and I was pretty surprised uh, at that. Actually, um, I was expecting—I was expecting my career to end, honestly, like just, bloop, gone, um, and attacked. And um, actually, kind of furthered a bit. Um, and I was, you know, um, I originally wanted to be a wind band composer, and um, you know, graduated and figured out they have like a giant no people of color sign allowed there um, mm-hmm. and so i've been getting more into chamber music um and i have I, i'm slowly like growing and building back up my compositions and been back to exploring religious ideas and themes um and uh trying to connect uh trying to use music to connect Spiritually um, and, and culturally, to uh, so many different things. Um, and you know, it's like it's, it's sort of weird, like to think, like you know, all that happened, and at the same time, it's like I, you know, had a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a job. I was focusing a lot on family. Um, I, I, I will say that I, I found the value of what a work life balance could look like for an artist. Um, and, yeah, and recognizing that, like, it's totally okay to, like, have, I mean, in my case right now, two to three jobs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so, I'm you know, I'm a freelancer composer, and I'm also doing this other project I want to talk about here.
0: Um, Ooh, intriguing I
2: know. Um, Well, you know about it. Unlike uh, their uh, ethnicity, uh, which
0: you
1: could read about in the article. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> right. No. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, I will say that I—it's um, like breaking away from class from classical music as a person of color and having been trained in the conservatory. There's kind of a lot of behaviors to unlearn, and also a lot of perspectives to unlearn, um, because it's a lot of it is really just like um, being trained to do exactly one thing
0: i feel that and,
2: so and that much, yeah yeah and in some ways they they sort of blur the line between that and um i'm blanking on the name for it but it's like the abusive behavior um where you're kind of training someone
0: grooming um, grooming, to, or grooming yeah,
2: yeah totally yeah L- like uh yeah well i was serious when i said it's like it's what you learn is like abusive um and it's it's like it affects the repertoire too um i'm starting to get a better sense of what how music was played at the time it was written mm-hmm. um and there's this like one youtube channel i've been looking at where they uh have this whole theory about metronome numbers and um that like it was actually two ticks per beat instead of one tick per beat which meant that music was Half the speed at which we try to play them now. The metronome numbers are in, in single beat are actually impossible. Um, so I, the, I was like, I'm also thinking about you know how performance practice go comes into play here, and how that's also reinforcing some ideas. This idea that you um, of supreme technique, of supreme of and also of um, Projecting masculinity and power into music through technique, I'm seeing how deep it goes, and it seems to keep getting deeper. Is what I'm trying to say, yeah. and so that's kind of what I've been exploring the past year. I, you know, I'll keep going back and forth on whether I want to do an update, um, fill in any holes, or clarify anything. But in all honesty, um, I keep looking back at the articles and thinking, it was like, well, I'm going to make this one point I feel like wasn't made, and I look back, was like, oh no, it was made. I talked exactly about this and you know, not to say it was like my writing was absolutely perfect, but um,
1: I feel like I covered hand. my bases. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I encourage people to reread it a couple times because I think it does. Um, there are many different perspectives and angles to read it from as I learned. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are actually misreading it. Um, a lot of people are, Say they endorse it and then follow the abusive patterns that are refuse to acknowledge the abusive patterns that are called out in that article, um, or seeing and practicing it in real time.
1: What What would be uh, like an example of that?
2: I think someone told uh, I was having a you know private conversation with someone who I thought was a friend, but ended up supporting um, a lot of the racist comments being made on that post. Mm. Um, on the thread and you know I was warned by a couple people I was I was told that these were people doing good work right that um and I shouldn't berate allies that um allies should be we need to coalesce around them and instead of contributing to the division and quote I said in the beginning before we got into the thread Exposes exactly, you know, it's it's exactly that. It's like um, they're they're upholding a facade of um, of progress when in fact they um, they're doing more work to halt it and trying to keep us from uniting, uh, from recognizing who has power and who doesn't, and trying Mm -hmm. to keep us from uniting. A lot of times when we speak out against injustice we're seen as being divisive but it's it's really the people empowered uh, dividing and conquering uh when they uh try to get some of some of the minorities they're abusing on their side
1: yeah there's um, something about the like don't scare the allies discourse where i'm like okay well if this someone is so easily turned off from this whole project based on getting some level of criticism or pushback or argument. Like, yeah. were you really an ally in the first place?
0: Yeah. You know? Is this right. person that delicate? You know.
2: Exactly. Oh. And it's and
0: you know, like
2: like I said before, it's like I'm not really sure what some of these people have done. <laughs> what <laughs> what progress some of these people have done. I you know. Uh and uh, I certainly refuse to believe that they have done more and better work than people of color. Actual people of color. Mm -hmm. There is a another point I want to make, but it's kind of a larger point um, about the role a lot of light skin and white passing people have in the way uh, they're tokenized and treated as like this human shield against more valid criticisms. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, I, I. I was, ask, I was asking one friend. I was like, uh, because a lot, a lot of the abuse I got was was from light skin and white passing people of color. And you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not, like, I understand what it means to be a light passing person of color, white passing or um, light skin person of color. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, yeah, I, I'm with you, but I also unlearned this stuff in like the fourth grade. Um,
1: <laughs> what what kinds uh, of things but, were they saying?
2: I mean, just a lot of straight up bullying. It was like, what you're saying traumatizes me. It harms me. Um, a lot of gaslighting, uh, a lot of like, you know, private messaging, saying, I'm with you, and then um, in the comments, uh, fighting against you. Um, mm. A lot of. Uh,
0: you're like, so you're only with me in private.
2: Right, exactly. Or that, and, you know, to me, I was like, I can't tell. Like, you're absolutely useless. <laughs> To me and the entire cause, if you're gonna, if you're just gonna tell like I don't believe what I'm doing, but um, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fight against you anyway. It's like the least you can do is just stay out the fight. Um, yeah.
0: It's
2: like if you wanna tell me don't poke the bear. It's like, fine, I'll take that warning, but don't fight with the bear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I- um, but that's what they're doing a, a lot of a lot of folks came up um and you know not all of them were uh, light-skinned or white passing um but uh, a lot of a lot of folks who have that kind of privilege and it's and there, there's like there's colorism involved that people mm-hmm. just refuse to even talk about um and a lot of people seem to believe that it's like whitewashing their ethnicity but you know um
1: but it's not that's not what you're saying you're saying that this is a particular type of experience and like you're not like you're you're not denying their ethnicity you're saying you have a particular type of privilege which is just reality like that's just life
2: yeah yeah i recognize who you are but i also see what you do and I'm going to, you know, if you're presenting yourself in the fight with the bear, I'm going to fight both you and the bear.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd really like to at least get to a place where we can discuss colorism and anti-blackness because, um, and, you know, I'm obviously not going to be here saying it's like I'm one to talk about that. Um, but I'd like to, uh, I would be happy to give my spot on. Um for in a mm-hmm. let's say a panel,
0: yeah.
2: um to ensure that um radical black voices are in these spaces um, not just and not just people of color who are assimilated and fully assimilated. Um,
1: yeah, I and, think the the yeah. the, the so t- tokens are always I think chosen of people who are different enough to give you like spice points and also have enough um, privilege of whatever kind, whether that's being white-passing, whether that's being not white-passing but still light-skinned, whether it's having, like, class privilege or a certain kind of educational privilege or um, a non-threatening ideology, knowing that someone who won't challenge the system. Like, and I'm saying this because, like, I've also been someone who has been kind of identified... For a period as being like the just spicy enough token that exactly. we can have you enough, we can have you around um, until you start opening your mouth, basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, exactly.
0: And
1: and um, kind of really understanding that positionality. Right. Yeah, because it's 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 a real. It's not a straightforward advantage, but there's enough advantages up front that people really do buy into it. Uh-huh. And people will continue to uphold white supremacy to maintain their position within it as, like, the little token gem until they realize it's it's not going to work out for them long term. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very They're stifling used, position yeah. to be in. Yeah, you can get used but- and you could benefit from it and for some people that's enough for a while but it's also precarious like it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right regardless of whatever privileges you have if you start making missteps or you start speaking out against people it's it's not that long before you're like not one of the good ones anymore. basically
0: it's just not sustainable
2: and by that point, you've already alienated the people of color who've tried to form community with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: so mm-hmm. they won't, you know, they're not going to accept you or they're not going to trust you. And then at the same time, you realize you were never accepted or trusted by these other folks in power at the same time. So it's totally alienating. Um,
0: mm-hmm. so yes, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just say no. <laughs> just say no. Yeah. Uh, and it's like... Yeah, Rem- oh, go ahead. trying to remember
2: perspective. Yeah, just like trying to remember perspective. Um, you know, uh, I've been saying this quite a bit: is that like um, COVID nineteen has been um, has made our situation become a genocide, specifically against Black working class folks. Um, uh, seeing is like they are the ones who are by far like it's not even close mm-hmm. and it's horrifying um, how much they're affected by this virus and uh, yeah. and the classical music world seems only to care about its own communities right so you know i'm thinking and you know this is why it didn't participate so much in that right? i mean we're talking about it but um we're you know it I'm also being, you know, we're also like being very careful to make sure that we gain as much progress as possible from discussing this. Um, but you know, getting too deep into the waters is like, a, it's kind of a waste of time because right now there are people dying who need our help. Um, we, need to, we need to give them money, we need to give them resources, we need, um, you know, we are in a system where we all we have to do is sit back is sit back in our homes and black and brown folks are dying. Um, So we're really in a situation now where we all have a responsibility to do something. And yeah, do something specifically for the people dying now. And in all honesty, I just see a lot of the work and activism quote unquote activism that's being done in classical music as more of a waste of time. <laughs> and um, I think, oh God, who was it? There, there are some, um, I don't know if it was Audre Lorde, but it was someone else. Um, hopefully someone can remind me when they listen to this. But uh, she said um, that one of the main purposes of racism is distraction. Um, that you get these microaggressions to distract you from the real problem, from what's really there, from the real systemic issues, from mm. the people who, from the real people who are affected.
1: Um, I've heard this, and I think it's not Audrey Lord, but I also can't remember who it is. So let's Google right? it. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. I haven't read it. Read the book. Uh, but uh, you know that that really struck. Uh, struck me um and i definitely saw that as like what it was here it's like i it's all part of its function is also to serve as a distraction and uh, it seems like all classical music is serving as a distraction right now
1: yeah i guess on that note um are there any like are there any particular like organization or forms of activism or things people can donate to that you'd like to shout out as being better sources of our attention <laughs> than um, classical right. musical discussions right now?
2: Yeah, there is there is one I'm working on, but um, the problem with that is that we haven't worked out the communications and messaging, and I feel like it's too early. Um, okay. By by the time this the thing is by the time this will be released, we'd have already. This episode will be released. We were like already in full. would be in full steam, but as we're recording this, um, mm-hmm. not sure we're ready. But you're we'll definitely. We'll it
1: in the bio. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so stay
1: tuned, people. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. But um, I will say that I've been giving directly to um, direct aid and direct action. Um, mm-hmm. finding the individuals who are actually in these communities and avoiding nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um yeah um and if anyone has yeah and if anyone has uh if anyone wants to like know any specific people and orgs to donate to um they're free to message me i will give a shout out to No justice no pride they are a group in dc that uh give housing and funding to trans sex workers mm-hmm. um and i'm you know i've been following them for a while and um I'm within the DC community enough. Uh, I can't really say I know them individually, but I um, I know plenty of people who trust them fully and completely and know that they have been doing amazing work.
0: Awesome. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Also, did you want to talk about the fundraiser related to the piano sonata?
2: Yeah. Cool. Um, so part of the mutual aid, um thing I was talking about, um mm-hmm. it does relate oh, wait, to this. So um oh I suppose that's what you were hinting.
1: Oh no, <laughs> no, I was um, just kinda no. wanting to
0: like being like no not that's not specifically that oh okay.
1: I was like I was like oh, if you want ta- like, if, if you wanna take this segue we can. I was more just like
0: No, I just Yeah, yeah I didn't think Yeah but
1: no 100%. that's true I yeah.
0: just thought like no. on, since we're on the topic. In general.
2: Right. Like,
1: yeah, no, I was just thinking, like, oh,
2: let's my there's god not Let's segue,
1: I... let's hop on the segue. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> yeah so, um.
1: <laughs> let's not edit out this transition. This is hilarious. No, we're not editing any
2: of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so. um This fundraiser is a combination of a commission and also gaining funds uh, specifically for those most affected by the COVID-19 outbreak. Mm -hmm. Um, I am currently writing my second piano sonata. My first one is available online if you want to look at it. Um, And this sonata is exploring, you know, my spirituality um, and uh, a sense of a kinship and um, connection with the earth uh, or the land, um, and more specifically the dirt, moon, and the body. So the three movements are called um, From uh, from the Earth, Through the Moon, to the Body. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And it's actually an exploration of the first creation story, not necessarily in the Bible, but it is in there, um, where uh, humans were created from dirt. Um, and you know, we focus a lot on the other creation story, you know, Adam and Eve, and all mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, I'm really more interested in um, recognizing how humanity came from dirt, and recognizing a kind of holiness in dirt. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have just completed the first movement. There's a few fine tweaks, but it's done. Um, and um, but I need I need some help uh, getting the space and time to write the second movement uh, and the third movement. Um, the second movement, uh, "Through the Moon," is a much more aleatoric, very free, um, kind of complex um, sonic exploration. It's very Spacey and Ooh, the third space. movement is a grand fugue.
1: That is not um, world music. Not world music. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is moon, moon music. music. <laughs>
0: right. Sorry, only the first movement gets under the world music. That, the first one sounds <laughs> definitely like
1: world music. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, and the third movement is um, a grand fugue. Uh, so what does grand fugue mean? It means it's very big. Um, it ha- and a fugue means you take a bunch of uh, different melodies and yeah. put them on top of each other in a very special, very organized way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so um, one example of a grand fugue is at the end of Beethoven's Hammerklavier Sonata. Uh, there I am with the Beethoven
0: again. But,
2: uh, <laughs> Um, but well, yeah, I that's one I thought you again.
0: hated Beethoven. <laughs> you were denouncing I... Beethoven's existence.
2: Clearly, Clearly. all it <laughs> takes for me to, like, shrivel up into a ball and start crying is, um, <laughs> for someone to say the name Beethoven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they started, someone's gonna, like, show up with a boombox and be like, I have Beethoven in <Yeah>. That's literally how these people behave, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why so it's like, so funny. It's, like, it's so absurd. Um, but, yeah, um, I am imagining a fugue that's kind of, like, uh, that's kind of like that. And it's combining mm-hmm. all of the themes from the previous two movements together. So sort of representing the body as um, the timelessness and the um, the gravity of the moon combined with um the life in the dirt uh,
0: beautiful
2: yeah and so it's a very um it's a very poetic piece um and I have been told by my mom that it's a really well written piece and one of my be- better pieces
1: Ooh, that that, um, that must be true <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> right exactly
1: <laughs> I've been told that by
2: right. I have been told that by other people as well but my mom's opinion
1: That's is That's probably all the, the most others. important, yeah. 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 It really is. Yeah. I also really love the idea of like acknowledging the beauty of dirt because dirt does so much yes. for us and it gets such a bad rap from
0: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like, it's also even like in language like mm-hmm. the the word dirt is often used as like a metaphor for something bad. Like, like she dirty. was treated yeah. as dirt. She yeah. was treated like dirt or like blah blah blah. I don't know. Um, right, and, exactly. Yeah, just the negative connotation it generally has.
2: Right. And that kind of goes into like this idea um, I'm trying to represent in a lot of my music now, where um, the dirt is something we have a responsibility to take care of. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the way in history, we went from caring for the dirt to having power over the dirt, having mm-hmm. power over land. Seizing land, claiming land, abusing land, uh, and so uh, yeah, you know I'm yeah I'm still exploring that. Uh, it, it does involve a lot of research into a lot of different religious history um, and religious communities, and also my own religion. Which obviously I am not going to spill out <laughs> here. Um, it is, it is for me. Sorry, uh,
1: <laughs> I love. If you came to the podcast looking for the dirty mm-hmm. tweets, mm-hmm. see even the dirty... Yeah, yeah even dirty. like the dirt is used as a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, and also like like and just like casual, kind of like religiously. Like, I don't know, like religiously informed conversations, like the way we talk about things we think are sinful as being like dirty or, you yeah. know, like you mm-hmm. know, cleanse yourself that that whole
0: yeah.
1: discussion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, it's it's in there like humans coming from dirt like that. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's sacred. Exactly. Too. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, Oh by the time by breath. the time
0: people are listening to this, like it'll probably be part part two. So Nibal is mm-hmm. Druze, and there's a lot we cannot know about the
1: the <laughs> religion, and it's just so intriguing.
0: Right. Yeah, like so I, much I mystery. Unlike their
1: ethnicity, which like we said, you can yeah. find by reading the article. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I think I mentioned I'm Druze, um, on yeah. the article somewhere too.
1: Yeah, but they well, they, they probably didn't. probably didn't, so so they much much didn't take him. up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. How can people support this fundraiser?
2: So I'm looking for two things. One, I'm I'm looking for pianists to be part of a consortium, mm-hmm. um, which means that uh, you reach out to me. You can email me at um, n e b a l at n e b a l m a y s a u t dot com Nebal- uh, So if you're a pianist and you're interested in recording this piece um, and premiering it or being part of a series of premieres, definitely like reach out to me and we'll we'll work out like we'll work out some stuff. Um, you will also the piece will also be dedicated to you if you do that. Um, mm. And uh, you. Um, And anyone is also welcome to contribute to its funding. Uh, And you can do that from paypal.me slash nmaysoud, N-M-A-Y-S-A-U-D. Awesome.
0: Thank you for coming on. Yeah, Um, thank you for having me. How can people contact you, like, other than that email? Like, Insta, anywhere else? Yeah,
2: um, folks are welcome to Facebook message me if they really want. Cool. Um, yeah, um, I don't respond to Instagram much, but you you can definitely message me there. Um, I'm at at post arabesque on Twitter and at post rhythmic underscore arabesque on Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, oh, and also you can reach out to me on Twitter. For sure. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, and then I have my website.
0: Sweet. um and you can reach us at the queer arabs on insta twitter and facebook and our email is thequeerarabs at gmail.com and our website is thequeerarabs.com wow uniformity
2: (laughs) that intonation
1: (laughs) was that good
0: was it good intonation at the end
1: you kind of lost it i think the first (laughs) sentence probably had the most intonation but i'm also probably not helping with intonation that much
0: I think you have a little more than me.
1: I've been I've been working on it.
0: <laughs> I can tell. I can see the practice coming through.
1: Thank you. Yeah.